Welcome back, you guys. My name is Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I'm the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. Who am I? I'm a licensed therapist with 16 plus years of experience. I'm a published author of close to 60 books. That's right, 60. Okay. And then I'm also an entrepreneur. I have all kinds of training courses and, and whatnots and dilly dallies to help us uh, use faith-based principles to bring about lasting change. Let's get it popping. Today, the name and the game of our uh, teaching is called Take the Sword Out of Your Mouth. For those who get this brief disclaimer, all of these teachings thus far are not all of them. Well, I think all of them, but I'm pre-recording them. So you're going to be listening to this on Friday, January 20-something, 3rd, I think, I think 8 o'clock p.m. But they are pre-recorded. Uh, so just wanted to get you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But I will take the sword out of your mouth. But what does that actually mean? Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your word here today. Um, this may not necessarily be a mental health related thing, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to still bless your life. All right. Um, yet last week I talked about the anointed time versus the appointed time versus the position. Then I talked about how you can have a position with man and not a position with God. And then I began to declare or talk about how oftentimes people seek positions with great men and women of God. And they assume because they have an opportunity or because someone has uh, given them a shot or they, because they had the position, they had the anointing for the position. And what you see is not really the anointing. It's really not. Okay. Um, and I talked about principles that, that govern how you really become anointed. You have to be in the proper place. You have to be at the proper time and you have to be in the proper position that God has ordained. You cannot decide you want to go where you want to go and get anointed, right? I'm going to come to my text in a minute. You got to be where God wants you and you got to learn how to wait. You also cannot be lifted up in pride. I did a brief reel that talks about how once a person gets lifted up in pride, uh, you are uh, the prime eligible for demotion. Uh, and, and, uh, the Bible says, uh, pride and spirit comes, pride in the heart of spirit becomes, comes before the fall or the end destruction. Right. And so that's Proverbs 16, 18. Uh, and so you can be canceled, right? But man cannot cancel you. God can cancel you. So I want to go in that vein. What do I mean? Take the sword out of your mouth. Now, this, this could be the negative and the positive. I'm going to hit both. Right. And so it simply means this. Uh, the sword can be a positive thing. It could mean God's authority. And when I say take it out of your mouth, it means that you got to declare forth what God said. However, a sword can be a negative thing in the wrong spirit. And I'm going to talk about how God does not use the sword to assault people, to demean people, to dishonor and to smite people, which means to hurt and cause to scatter. Okay, and so I'm going to give you both sides of the spectrum here, and this is going to be important to your journey because I said, as I said in the last teaching, you want to seek the true and real anointing. And I said I make no blanks about it. I'm not going to apologize for that one. That church folks will lie to you; they really will. And the reason why they lie is not necessarily because of anything bad. I mean, it's, it's not you're not supposed to lie anyway, but they have a good reason. They want to encourage you, and so we call things the anointing that's not. We call things the pointed that it's not. And some people just don't have good old fashioned discernment. And this is going to relate to this particular teaching uh, about the sword and how God sends us forth to speak or declare his word. Right. And so uh, we're going to do both negatives and positives. Now I'm going to read a scripture, you a text, Jeremiah 1, 9, you read it before. It's very good. 
and uh, Jeremiah 1 9, and you've heard it before. The Lord said to Jeremiah, said, Lord, he said, he said, Jeremiah 1 19, this is a King James Version, said, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. I have put my words in your mouth. Now, let me just go on ahead. Um, I'm going to read a little more of that. I didn't put all of it in my text here. I'm going to read a little more. Give me one minute. And it says, listen, verse nine, I put my, I put for my, and the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth and said, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Then he says, verse 10, this is where the sword comes in. See, I have set you over the nations and over the kingdoms. He said to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plan. What is my point? Point number one, the points in no particular order, but this is the most important one out of the other ones are scattered in levels of importance, but this is the most important thing. I want you to remember this guy spoke this to me this morning uh, as I was preparing to begin to uh, talk to you all about this. He says, Samaria, wherever you are sent, remember you are sent with God's authority. Okay, I'm gonna say it again. Whenever you are sent, you are sent with God's authority. Now, here's the caveat here. You are not sent with God's authority where you send yourself. I talked about that in the last live. Where you send yourself, you don't, God does not uh, co-sign your, uh, your selfish ambition or man-made motives. So when I say where you are sent, I literally mean where God sends you with the law that comes God's authority that goes with you. So oftentimes when people are getting ready to speak or they're getting ready to preach or whatever they get ready to do in life and business, uh, sometimes people can get nervous because they think they have to develop them and they don't know. I'm not speaking for my words. Jeremiah again says, God says, I put my words in your mouth, right? And so it simply means that I'm not going as Samaria. You're not going as Jane Doe. You're not going as whomever alone you are representing of Christ and you don't have to speak for your words when when you are when you are sent by God that's the key when you are sent by God and a lot of people like I said last time I'm not shooting nobody they pick me people you know they have networked and and and, and positioned themselves in the places that God has ordained for them because they refuse to wait which is what the God, which is what Acts chapter two, God, uh, uh, Jesus uh, told them to do. He said, listen, the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to give you power and he's going to give you authority to speak or be witnesses until you, but he said, you got to wait first. And oftentimes people who are pick me people, they don't want to wait. They just want to go. So you don't have access where God has not sent you. If you want to send yourself, that's on you. You lean on you. Okay, but again, I said, okay, wherever God sends you, remember God's authority. He's already put his words in, in, your, in, his, in, in, in your mouth, his words in your mouth. He goes, his words go with you. You will prosper where you sent. God said, I send my word and it will prosper where I sent it. God said, where I sent it, not where you sent it. Okay, so authority, watch this, is access, permission, and it is the boldness to begin to speak and declare the word of God. That's what authority is. Authority is not yelling. Not yelling. So this is why you got people who, when they speak, you can tell they're trying to they're trying to manufacture authority. And there's no anointing attached. And the church broke again, they lied to you. So you know, take it how you want. 
There's no anointing attached to it because you're going in your authority and not in God. Or they think I need to be the best preacher. So they try to develop their skill. I got to be a preacher. And they keep yelling. And one of the reasons why they keep yelling because they have no authority. Where? Because God has not sent them. There's no boldness there. When God's authority comes, it's not that you don't have to develop your skill set. You have to study and show yourself a proof, um, a, a work when need not be ashamed, rightly divide the word of truth. You got to do that. But you, so you, there's a sternness and a boldness. You don't have to yell. Now, I'm not saying, I'm telling you, you won't, you won't get to the place where you're speaking sternly, but you don't have to go off. You're not doing all these works of the flesh. When the anointing is there, there's a flow to it. So authority is not yelling. It's not. All right. Take that how you want. So, but again, we got to take that sword out of our mouth. <laughs> uh, because you have been given authority by God, you don't have to point them to because you have been given authority by God. When God releases you to speak his word, you don't have to rely on your own strength. See, I'm, I'm, I'm a very quiet girl from a small town. I said, I said last time, small town girl from a small town world. You understand? I'm from Maryland and I'm quiet and I don't talk to people. <laughs> well, I do talk to people once I get to know you. But I've just always been a very quiet and shy person. But I've had people, when I do speaking engagements, uh, they say, oh my God, I didn't even know you could speak like that. Oh my God. You know? And it's not because I'm not going to my own. I'm just, I'm still a quiet girl. I still I literally, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm pretty boring sometimes. I like to study. <laughs> I like to work. You know, I don't have this huge, fascinating life. I get really, you know, so, so a point I make with all that is that uh, when God gives you authority, it also comes with boldness to declare the word of God. You don't have to yell, but you don't have to rely on your own strength. All right. Take the sword out your mouth. All right. Point number three. Your authority, listen, now this is negative side, because I, I got spiritual authority, I'm anointed, hallelujah, and I'm a prophet, hallelujah. Your authority, you are not given authority to demean, to criticize, to insult, or do or to disrespect or dishonor anybody. So this is why we have people want to argue and yell and then they take, you know, and they take uh, uh, liberties and they start insulting people in a demeaning way. They have no spiritual authority and they like to call this being uh, prophetic, you know, but your prophetic is not making nasty. Your prophetic all ought to still have the fruits of the spirit, you know, kindness being one of them, love, patience, self-control. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't make you uh, angry. So let me say it again, because that's good. Point number three, your authority, you are not giving God's authority to demean, to criticize, to insult, or to dishonor or disrespect people. This is why you submit to the process, because the process uh, perfects and develops your character. And I know, you know, I'm, I'm obviously I'm black. Obviously, that means African-American, Black, American, whatever you want to call it, okay? I'm a kingdom citizen, first of all. Uh, in the Black church, when we were raised up, as far as the prophetic mantle, we were raised with people who are prophets. They would be very nasty, very demeaning, nasty. I mean, you going to hell on how, and I'm not, again, I'm not telling you this, but, but all, we, we, we assume that if I'm a prophet, 
or if I speak well. Now, mind you, I'm in a different realm here. I am in uh, not necessarily in. I was raised in church, but my realm of speak. I do training and things like that. Most of the, I've only been booked at a church once, believe it or not. <laughs> but all the other ones have been like sponsored by a church or uh, or yeah. I'm a therapist. So I represent like emotional healing and faith based uh, arenas. You don't understand. So, uh, so I say all that to say, growing up in church and then learning about the prophetic church, a lot of the African American black prophets. We they they're like I don't know whether it's a cultural thing. They think that the more you scowl your face up, and then you just insult people, and you you going to hell, and uh, no type of grace. It's not it had nothing to do with the ethnicity. It's more of a cultural thing. We think all oh, these people they can prophesy over you, and you nasty, and you know, I see a demon in you, and all. Listen, <laughs> but that's a cultural thing. That's not necessarily God. You understand? what I'm saying. And so, but, but that's a cultural thing. So God, but God's authority does not release you to be demeaning, to be mean, to be nasty. Okay. Now, sometimes you got to tell people how a TI is and that's okay. But again, there's a there's a difference between someone who operates in spiritual authority versus just nastiness. Nastiness insults people. But even someone's operating spiritual authority is all birthed through the vein of love. I heard a preacher say a lot oftentimes people who are rooted in the spirit of pride, which God does not, which uh, God does not release the spiritual authority to prideful people. That's why they have to manipulate and, and, and go here and there and everywhere trying to get in goods with people because they don't have God's authority themselves. They got to send themselves someplace. But when someone is full of the spirit of pride, they can't show grace. So I'm going to say it again. I know I'm repeating myself, but I got to get in your spurt. Your authority is not, God's not releasing authority to, to demean, to criticize, to insult, to dishonor, to disrespect, or to expose people. We're not talking about expose your ministry. That's not God. Okay, point number four. Uh, God, I want. I said this, but I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> God's authority is not released to uh, to you, to, so you can be dishonorable. So when God's authority is released to you, remember, respect equals respect, and honor equals honor. And the more submitted you are, you're actually in the power position. So God doesn't uh, release authority to people who are dishonorable. As a matter of fact, He releases. God, he may, He He dis dismisses you from positions once you keep being dishonorable and disrespectful long term. Okay, so God's authority represents, so it's like, we uh, remember the centurion soldier who comes to Jesus. He says, I need you to heal my servant. And what kind of servant you got to be to ask Jesus? To, to, so you are a high-ranking officer and you got to go to Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? He had a great, he must have had a great servant about him. But he goes to Jesus and he said, listen, I need you to heal my servant. Jesus said, okay, I'm going to come to your house. The, the, the soldier says, wait a minute. You don't have to come to my house. He says, I operate in authority. So I know how your authority operates. Remember this. When you have spiritual authority, okay, it, it, it's, you can speak forth things, but it also comes through recognizing someone else's authority. Authority recognizes and honors other people in authority. You, you recognize anybody, but authority recognizes respect equals respect and authority equals authority. You understand? So people in authority don't mean you have, don't have to submit to anybody. But he well, so, so, so Jesus said, so I'm going to come to you. He said, no, 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 you don't have to come to my house. He humbles himself, which is how authority is released to you. Humility. He humbles. I am not worthy for you to come to my house. 
He said, I know how my authority works. So I, therefore I know how yours authority. He said, all I got to do is he said, I'm, he said, I'm under my, 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 uh, my, my spiritual head, so to speak, I'm paraphrasing, but he says, and I have people under me. Okay. And he says this, he says, all I have to do is send my word. All I have to do is say something and they do what I say because of the authority that I operate in. He said, I also operate, I always have people over me that I have to, in essence, answer to. He said, so he said, Jesus, you don't have, I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. He wasn't big boss, shot cost. So Jesus about to come to my house. Hey, hey, the big man upstairs, <laughs> he's going to come to my house. Oh, oh look, who, look who I am. You know, he wasn't like that. He said, I'm not worthy. Just speak the word. He said, because my, 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 my authority operates the same way as yours. Just, just speak the word. Jesus was astonished. He said, because of your faith. And from that day, <clears throat> his servant was healed. And Jesus said, uh, your, your name is going to be written in the history books because of your honor of authority. The centurion soldier was able to come to Jesus uh, 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 in his own authority and respect his own authority because he was already in authority. And he was able to humble himself for someone who had greater authority. I'm not worthy. And so when you operate in God's authority, you, you are submitted and you recognize someone who has greater authority and it doesn't come away from you. And you don't dishonor, you don't dishonor up and you don't dishonor down. So God, again, does not release his authority to dishonorable or disrespectful people. So you got to take that sword out of your mouth and be honorable. So you can be elevated. You'll never be elevated in dishonor. Holy Spirit does not divide, conquer when giving correction. The Holy Spirit, watch, take a sword out your mouth is what I'm saying, does not divide and conquer even when giving correction. They should, and you should be corrected. You should. Me versus them. Mm -mm. You will find this when you have organizations, you'll have certain types of personalities. I had a real book called Broken Trying to Lead, and I broke down different types of personalities that will be that that may exist within a person, but also within an organization. But there are certain uh, organizations where you have spiritual Jezebels. You also have spiritual Hamans. These are people that are trying to get next to who's who, Hamans, and and uh, and they'll try to have the ear of whoever the prophet is, whoever the 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 organizational leader is, try to get in their ear, right? And so what they'll do is they'll start saying things like, my spirit discerned, that person is off. Hmm. But it's really rooted in their own jealousy. It's rooted in their own envy. And so they're trying to divide and conquer. If I can just get rid of this person. And they're not going to tell you that. This person over here, that Jane Doe, uh, something ain't right about that person. My spirit discerns. Well, the Holy Spirit, again, does not divide and conquer. The Holy Spirit is not pessimism. The Holy Spirit is not... Uh, uh, overly critical. The Holy Spirit is not your fear. The Holy Spirit is not your jealousy. The Holy Spirit is not your envy. The Holy Spirit is not your strife. The Holy Spirit is not. You see what I'm saying? That's not. That's not God. So you have to be. You have to discern that. But when you have spiritual authority, you really do have discernment, and you can call a thing a thing, but it's not rooted in your own uh, uh, insecurities. You got to be careful. You got to be warning of Haman's in your life. You got to warn. You got to be warned and be discerning of spiritual Haman. You got to be discerning 
of spiritual Jezebels who want to get next to powerful people. They don't want to be uh, uh, submitted. They don't want to submit to authority. They want to divide and conquer. They want to remove you from position to put themselves in position because they are fanatical and they are covetousness over positions. All right. So I'm going to read to you uh, Matthew chapter seven. Now I want you to, I want to give you the point first and I'll read it. And then and I'm, I'm reading, I'm going to give you the point. I'm reading, I'm going to give you another point again. <laughs> the same point. And we're almost done y'all. Just because someone watch this can preach and prophesy or counsel or whatever you do in your business, in your ministries, whatever you do uh, in life, you know, even therapy, uh, just because someone can excel in their gift does not mean they're being led by God. I'm going to say that just because someone can preach or prophesy or whatever your gift is in the marketplace, uh, in your church, whatever that is, it does not mean they are being led by God. The Bible talks about how in the last days there's going to be a spirit of deception. It's going to even deceive if it were possible, is what the word says, even the very elect. Let me read Matthew chapter 7. We're going to start at the 15th verse. This is going to be the New King James Version. We almost done y'all just hang with me. It says you shall know them by their, what their fruit. So don't be a fruit inspector. It's what I always say. I said it every, not every live. I said it pretty frequently. Don't get enamored by talkers. Look at their fruit. Beware of false prophets or people who in false authority, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, false authority, a counterfeit authority, a man-made authority, a, a, a networking spirit, excuse me, that puts themselves in position. They want to be seen and heard. Beware of these false prophets, false authorities, false Jezebels, false Hamans. Beware of these things who come to you in sheep's clothing. They come to you innocently and they appear to be a real Christian. But inwardly, they are raving wolves. Wolves are ravious, ravious, ravenous individuals who come again to that divide and conquer. They come to hunt you down. They are predators. Okay, verse 16, you will know them. How will I know these people? How can I discern them from the rest? You will know them by their fruit. Do, do men gather thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Watch this verse 17. Even so, if that were the, every good tree bears what? Good fruit. But every bad tree bears bad fruit. If you talk bad, you talk nasty, and you had not produced fruit, you may be in the category of the false prophet or the counterfeit. But every good, good tree cannot produce bad fruit. So if I'm a good tree, if I'm led by the spirit, if I have spiritual authority, I cannot, as what the scripture says, New King James Version, produce uh, uh, bad fruit. Nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. You got to be a fruit inspector. Verse 19, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So it's cut down and thrown into the fire. Uh, and as far as God is concerned, you can cut down and, 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 and leave them alone uh, in your own life. You understand? And so verse 30, it says, therefore, by their fruit, you will know them. That's discernment by their fruit. Just be a fruit inspector. How life would be different if we just suspect the fruit, honey. <laughs> uh, but watch this. They, 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 they preaching and they prophesying. What do you mean, Samaria? They got to be God because they preaching and prophesying. Actually, well, so was Jezebel. You understand? Come on now. Verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, uh, shall enter in the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. 
You don't get to do your own will, follow your own way. Do put yourself in position that God ain't put you for. You're only gonna make it to heaven when you do God's will. That's 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 uh, for Matthew seven verse twenty one. Well, watch this. This is where we want to land. Verse 22, 23. Many, how many, many is what the scripture said. Not that little few, a few, you know, just few. No, it says many. Many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. So we was prophesying in your name. We had a pro we prophet so and so and so. We was casting out demons in your name. And we were doing wonders in your name. I just told y'all last week, just because I don't have a position, don't mean that being led by God. It don't mean they are uh, led by the spirit of God. It don't mean God is in it. According to the scripture, Matthew 9, that's, that it, it proves it, right? Um, but God will say, then I will declare, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Another translation that's iniquity, which is sin. Or to, you have said so God said, I, I I don't know you. So you can be prophesying in God's name, preaching in God's name, building your business in the name of Jesus, doing all these things, being uh whatever you want to be in God's name. And God says, I don't know who you are. And hey, and that means you have you can prophesy and have no relationship. All right. So just because I got to this is my point here, just because someone can preach and prophesy and 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 and, um, and operate very strongly in their whatever, because remember we marketplace and marketplace marketplace ministries and all that, and building a practice and building a business and and building whatever you have purpose to do, it doesn't mean you are being led by God. So you got to be led. By the Holy Spirit. So remember, anywhere that you go, it doesn't matter what you do, even in your marketplace. Uh, obviously, you got to use some with some wisdom here. Take the word of God everywhere, everywhere. Don't 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 let don't lean on your own words. Lean on the words of the Holy Spirit. Take the word of God everywhere everywhere okay the word does this let me tell you what the word does now this is where we do want to have a sword but remember the sword is not us it's not our our flesh it's not our ingenuity it's not who we are it's not our greatness the word does this Hebrews 4 12 for the word of God is living and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow. And it is a discerner. What's the word? The discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. You want to discern someone's motives, discern whatever? What does the word say? There is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things naked and open to the eyes of him who must give an account. Another scripture talks about, now this is where you, you know, the negative side of swords in your mouth, you will give an account for every idle word. Let your words be few. 
You don't have to be a talker. Let your words be few because you're going to give an account for every idol or every gossiper is going to give an account. Every liar is going to be given an account. A manipulator is going to give an account. Everyone who said, thus said the Lord ain't lying on God, you're going to give an account. Everyone that's coming against you and speaking negative things over you and, and lying and causing people to lie on you, they're going to give an account. So they're using their sword against you. They're going to give an account. Point number nine, we're almost done, y'all. Don't feel like you have to defend your own honor. When people do things like that, that's the part of your process, believe it or not, to greatness. We talk about your process you got to submit to. Uh, you, you, have to, you will go through seasons of trials and tests. You really will. But when you do that, remember, it's only God is going to vindicate you is what I'm saying. So don't feel like you have to defend your own honor. The Holy Spirit will defend you when it's time. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, 15. Um, I'm sorry, start the 16th verse. Persecutions are coming is what my subtitle says. And it goes like this. Behold, I send you as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and be harmless as doves. My mama used to say in the back of the day, you got to be use some wisdom, but don't let the other hand, don't let the left hand know what your right hand is doing. That means sometimes people think they're getting over. You know exactly what's going on. Be wise as serpent and harmless as dove. You don't have to confront everybody about everything. I heard you talk about me and what you say about me, all kinds of stuff. Let it go. I'm telling you, God will get the final say. But it says, behold, I send you out as sheep a month with this word and this wolves again. Therefore, be wise as serpents, harmless as dove. Verse 17 but be aware of men who will deliver you up in council, councils and scourge you in synagogue. They will deliver you up. They will lie on you. They'll take you to court. All these things, all in the name of their demonic agenda. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. Now, this is where we're going to land. But when they deliver you, do not worry about how or what you should say. For it will be given to you in that hour what you should should speak. For it is not you who speaks. It is your father, uh, the spirit of your father who speaks in, uh, through you. So what am I saying? And what I'm saying is this. God is the one who's going to speak through you. That does not mean don't study. Because the Bible clearly says, let us study to show us our proof. But at the right time, when it is time, when you have God's authority, you'll begin to speak forth in boldness and authority what God has already declared to you. And you will be able to speak for They won't be able to argue against you because you're using the word of God as your premise. And it won't be you speaking. It will be God speaking through you. Go in God's authority. Last thing, one of my favorite quotes here. Um, uh, Do it anyway. Regardless of what you see, keep being faithful. And do it anyway. God sees you. He's going to open up doors for you that no man can shut. Do it anyway. And it reads like this. People are, this is again, poem by Mother Teresa. It reads, people are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfishness and, and they have ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. When what you spend years creating, others may destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. 
The good you do today will often be forgotten, but do good anyway. Give the best you have and you will, and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it was between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. Everything that you do and everything you say, you, you give it account to God, but your relationship with God it's going to be between you and God at the end of the day. No, when you stand before judgment, they're not going to say, how was your childhood? Uh, you got tired of waiting, whatever it is. There's no excuses. It's only going to be between, between you and God. Your love walk is between you and God, nobody else. All right, I'm Dr. Samaria M. Cobra. If you want to request speaking engagements, if you want to do all kinds of uh, fun things, know a little bit more about me, go to www.drsamariacobra.com. Uh, my trainings, I'm going to really be releasing some more trainings, y'all www.trainingchristianleaders.com. They're already there. There's some pre-recorded ones, but I'm going to be releasing some new new ones uh, shortly. And then, of course, if you want therapy, okay, you must be a North Carolina resident. We accept most insurances. And again, you must be a North Carolina resident. Okay, www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. We'll be back in the day and the time. Another banger, y'all. Bye.